Am I coming through clearly enough? Can you hear me? Psalm 105. Like I say, it's going to be slightly different, so it's not going to be a sermon of sorts as such. It'll be a means of celebrating what God has done amongst Beacon over the past year, but it's good to embed that in Scripture, isn't it? So Psalm 105 is a good psalm. How good are we at remembering what God has done in our lives? Not really. We forget so quickly, don't we? We do. And God knew that, which is why he tells us to remember. (laughs) He's quite clever, really. Throughout the Old Testament particularly, and then into the New Testament, and even today in in the Jewish people's lifestyle, culture, there was lots of opportunities to stop, remember, and rejoice in what God has done for them. And... uh, and so God ordained, he decreed a number of feasts that we see early on in the Old Testament that his people carried on through. And um, these feasts were decreed by God to recall their history, to recall God's faithfulness through that, but also to understand that all of that is still relevant to their current experiences as well. I mean, I'm sure some of these feasts you'll have heard of, but unlike seasonal feasts that were in other beliefs and other cultures at the time, which celebrated the God of the harvest and God of fertility and the God of war and all these kind of things. These these feasts that God himself decreed, the God decreed, are feasts that solely celebrate seasons as being provided by the Creator for his people. In season, out of season, there's a time for different things, aren't there? That he provides for his people, but also a reminder that he has delivered them from slavery for greater things. And so, for example, you have what is known as the Feast of Booze, the Feast of Tabernacles, is about now, about September, October time, which where they, they reside in little booths and remember their time, centuries before, or well now millennia before, their time in the wilderness, when they're released from slavery, uh, from Egypt, spent 40 years in the wilderness. It reminds them that God provided for them while they were in the wilderness. There's uh, another, another feast, the Feast for Harvest, is the Feast of Pentecost, we know that is the time when the church as we know it got birthed when Holy Spirit came in mighty power. As Pentecost, that's about May or June time. That's a feast when the Jewish people, they were gathering for Pentecost anyway. And they were gathering to remember the harvest and thank God for what he'd done in the harvest time. And just shortly before that, Passover. The weekend when Jesus died, he had the Passover meal, didn't he? And that is celebrating their deliverance from slavery in the first place. And so all these feasts and others that, that um, you see one in Esther gets established as well in the book. But there's all these feasts throughout the Bible. God is saying, don't forget to stop, remember and rejoice in what I've done for you because that will give you confidence for the future. And that's what we're going to do this morning. All of those are not just about providence. They're also about salvation. And that's what this morning needs to be about. We need to remember that God provides for us but that he has saved us and he's saving others, and he's going to continue building his church. I don't know if you remember when Ben Goodman shared with us, this would be three years ago, Ben Goodman, uh, American uh, guy, a very strong prophetic gift, came and shared with us and talked about stepping across the Jordan. It's time to lift camp and step across the Jordan. It's before we moved here, wasn't it? And you can see in Joshua 4, when they've stepped across the Jordan, they put down memorial stones. So they can say to their children, whenever they happen to be in the area, and their children go, what's that? They go, that's when God told us to step across the Jordan and we came and this is our promised land. It's to remind us of what God has done for us. 
And so Psalm 105, we're just going to read the first few verses. This is another reminder to remember and rejoice. It says this, I give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. It's always a reminder because we don't always do that, do we? Remember the wondrous works that he has done. His miracles and the judgments he uttered. There's a reminder there. Do not forget what God has done for us. Gives us confidence for the now. Gives us confidence for the future. But first and foremost, just don't forget to say thank you. So important. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to have a celebration of what God has done and actually I hope it helps us anticipate more of what God's going to do over the next few years. So, what has God done for us in the past 12 months? Has he done much? Lots. Where are we sitting right now? Well done, Joe. We're sitting in the school. Can you have the next slide up, please? We got a new home, didn't we? It was a few years coming. We knew we had to move, but we didn't know how or when or what it would look like. Are we big enough? Should we be moving yet? Should we wait till we're bursting at the seams? Should we go before that? And God spoke to us, didn't he? God spoke to us. Uh, Graham Hall brought prophecy about a bigger plant pot. It's time to move into a bigger plant pot. A plant will not burst a pot, so you know it's time to pot on. It will be stifled to that pot. Put it in a bigger pot, it will grow. And, he's, and he was saying to us, you need to find a bigger plant pot. And we weighed it as, as a body and as an eldership. We felt that was from God. And eventually, we found here... John, can you remember the, the provision of the trailer was quite, quite, a, quite a... Do you want to just tell the story of the trailer? Just for an example, how all the, every step of the way God endorsed it. Before we reached this point, uh, uh, there was uh, next to the, uh, the Beacon Centre, as we now call it, uh, there was a trailer in the front garden and it was up for sale. And uh, anyway, we didn't give it too much thought and then... Once we knew we were moving here, we thought we shall need a trailer. We, we, we shall need something like that to store and transport our equipment. So when we decided that, we looked in the front garden of this house and it had gone. That um, day. <laughs> the trailer had Amazing. gone. <laughs> Took a bit of time to track the man down and he said, no, sorry, just sold it. Oh, so kind of explain what he wanted. He said, by the way, he said, uh, just further down the road, uh, just, before, just, just before the school, I think, mm. which was going towards Hampton School, there's one in the road there. So Steve and I went down there one day, and uh, there are flats. There. So uh, I wandered around the back, and there's a number of doors. Uh, I didn't know which door to knock. Anyway, I knocked this door, and I said, excuse me, um, uh, any idea whose trailer that is outside? He said, yes, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I said, you wouldn't consider selling it, would you? And he sort of paused for a bit and said, well, I hadn't planned to sell it, but I don't use it much. So he said, yeah. So we negotiated a price, and there we are. And we, have, Brilliant. we have the trailer. Very good. <laughs> Brilliant. And, I, you know, i just just amazed that that God made that provision. We yeah. thought it had gone. You know, we thought we'd lost the opportunity. Pretty well identical trailer. I think the same make, the, the one that was in the front garden mm. next to the centre. Yeah. Our other option was going to be a lot more money and they were available in Hull and we'd have to drive up and get them and things like that. And all along, John, God had one provided. 
just a few hundred yards down the road. Brilliant. Every step of the way, God endorsed what we were doing. We needed to have a, a fund to help pay for the ex- extra equipment. All these, these don't come cheap. And we needed all this extra equipment, as well as buying the trailer itself to put all the equipment in. It was like, we don't necessarily have that freely available. We've got other things going on. So we had an offering. Do you remember last August? had an offering and our target was 2,000. Can you remember how much we, we got on the day? 3,500, including gift day. 3,500. So well done you for your generosity. God prompting your hearts. Really, 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 uh, want to really encourage you in that. Really excited. And uh, God provided way over what we needed. And, uh, and actually, uh, along the time, we found more equipment that we didn't realise we'd need and extra monitors and so on. And we've been able to buy them. It's been really, really good. Provision. But even just favour regarding this hall. We, we asked a number of schools in the area. They all said no, or they did say yes, but what they showed us was not great, to be honest. Um, it wasn't ideal because we need somewhere for kids' work to go and teas and coffees and safety. And we just wanted a, a nice, warm environment as well. One school showed us a hole that's a bit of a black hole and it's just it's not welcoming, it's not great. And this is perfect. We finally... In fact, Jenny and I had a, uh, a meal with a couple of Coffee and Chaos parents came over to us for a bite to eat. And they were parents... There's still our parents here. And he said, you need a school hall and have a chat with the headmaster. It's like, okay. That was on the Saturday. The Monday, I get an email. Head, head teacher says, come and meet up with him. He's willing to do a, do a deal. And he did, he's done it's a really good deal. We get a discount here. Don't tell everyone. We get a discount. We've got real favour over this school. And I mentioned it a little bit later, but there's, a, there's, there's been really good rapport with the relationships we've had here. We haven't met the new headmaster yet, but I'm looking forward to meeting him. But they're still favouring us really well. But also, since we moved here, we've had new members as well have joined us as, as we as we jo- some were already with us and they came and they've become members since hello josh and uh and others have then joined us since i mean bev and adrian cook became members once we actually moved you were with us for a while anyway came here became members and then zed and Meskarem, and we can never get to the bottom of what their surname actually was but they they became members as well and they've now moved on to dover they're settling in they found a church they think there's the one they're going to settle in now i've got a lovely card from them this week they're doing really well but they became members. We have, we have uh, David and Christine became members as well. Julie and Gerald are still away. They're still away. Julie and Gerald have become members as well. And Laura. Laura's become a member. Yeah, no hide. Laura's become, we've got more members. Now, do you realise in the past year we have actually grown membership alone, let, let alone just Sunday attendance, as a membership we have grown 15 to 20% in one year. For a church in the UK, that's a lot. That's exciting. That's a good upturn. And I'm excited to see what happens in the next year. You want to become members? We'll have a chat later. Even better. Brilliant. That's good. It's exciting. 15 to 20% growth. It's not all about numbers, but it is. But it isn't. But it is. It isn't, but the numbers are names. So it is. It's really important. Well, come out of the next uh, screen, please. What else have we had? We've grown in a new way. Babies. <laughs> Babies. Casey joined us. Josh has been coming along, little Josh. Marley's here as well. We've had Oakley join us sometimes as well when uh, Fran's well enough to come and join us. They keep wanting to be here, but she's not been well enough. She's been very tired. But um, we've got babies have been joining us. So uh, keep making plans. Keep growing us by babies. That would be lovely. Thank you very much. Some of you are less able now, but that's okay. That's all right. That's, it's somebody else's go now. I'm going to make no more jokes on that subject before it goes horribly wrong. What else has happened in the past year? The summer fair. Who helped out the summer fair? Lots of people. We had a good time, didn't we? 
We got to meet the guy Martin, who was kind of groundsman for the day, helping to sort out where all the pictures were going. Who had a go on the coconut shy? No one. Did you have a go, Josh? That's all right, you have that. Careful, buddy. You have my water. That's fine. He can have it. Uh, summer fair was a really good time to make new friends with friends at the school, the kind of acquaintances that we already knew. But, th- but through that, we actually become friends with Sarah Watson, the deputy head, and so on like that. And it's just a good opportunity just to, every time you see them, it's just another notch in the conversation and, and talk about relatives who've been poorly and things like that. And it's, just, it's about making friends, isn't it? It's not about making contacts, it's about making friends. This is a great way to serve our landlord, so to speak. Not to win them over, we don't need to. God's, God's doing that for us. But just to make friends. And I really enjoyed the day, loved it. It was a real good atmosphere here, wasn't there? But also on the morning, we got a chance as a church to gather and to pray for them. Which, how often do you get a chance to do that, really? We carved time out to do that. We had a really, really good time. Next one, what else has been happening? The Beacon Centre, we've been using it in a different way. That's where, if you're not aware, that's where we used to meet on Sunday mornings and we were just starting to get a little bit big for it and we needed a bigger plant pot, so that's why we're here. But in the meantime, we still use it as, as an office, but other groups, we hire it out to other groups. And I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but the Reculver WI, they're friends at Covey and Chaos, most of the people who run it, and they asked if they could use our hall because the one they were in wasn't so great. They use it, they pay, pay for it. And then um, and the next thing I know, I didn't find out until after the event, even on all their literature, they've changed their name to WI Recolver Beacon. I like that. That uh, excites me. It's a little thing, but it excites me. But it, we hire it out to other groups as well. That, so there's a ladies' fitness group. They're going to start up again soon. Any ladies want to do fitness on a Monday night to Elle McPherson and share videos? It'll be all right, won't it? Um, they'll be doing that. But also we have, that's a no then, okay, Jenny will go. But also we have uh, foreign students hire it out as well. And again, through that, we've actually made, made a couple of friends, or I have personally, because I'm often down there in the office when they come by. And obviously these students, they're to and fro for a week or two, and I can't speak a word of French anyway. They should be speaking English, but they don't always. But, um, but the, the, the tutors, there's one particular tutor, Peter, I've, I've started to get to know, and the lady who runs it, Jenny, is now a good friend. And it's just, that is what it's about. It's about making friends, isn't it? Coffee and Chaos on Fridays is buzzing. It was our first day back on Friday, wasn't it, this term? And we had a good time. We, we, our heads weren't in the game because we, <laughs> we were out of practice since July. But it was fine. We got by. But it was a good time. And we are making real friends. And this is what I said a couple of weeks ago, didn't I? That Coffee and Chaos is not about providing a two-hour service on a Friday. It's about making friends. Friends who we, we want to get to know Jesus. And we pray for them. But they're not a project. That's not what it's about. These are friends. And actually through them, we've, uh, we've, we've had some have been around for lunch and Jenny's been around to theirs for girly nights and we've had some around for dinner. We've been to theirs for dinner. Some of us went camping together last May and actually now it's hitting real life where one family has, there's a big upset in the family. We're able to be there for them and because they're friends and that wouldn't have happened otherwise and that is all about what Coffee and Chaos is what it stands for on Fridays. We don't do Sunday school Bible stories or Sunday school songs, Jesus wants me for a sunbeam or whatever. We don't do that. Some groups do, that's fine. That's, that's their vision for it. We don't do that. We just have a good time together and conversations arise where we get to share Jesus with them. It's brilliant. And they're really good friends. And that's all at the Beacon Centre. And plans are over the next year to find a means of resu- releasing it more as a resource, get more groups in, make, make a bit more revenue out of it to help pay for, for example, this venue and other things we'd like to do. And so we've got plans. And uh, if you know of any contacts in the area looking for a hall, let us know. What else has been going on? There's been more going on. Street pastors. Street pastors 
is, uh, if, you don't, if you're not already aware, it's, a, it's now an international scheme, isn't it? They're planning for Jamaica, aren't they? Yeah. Anwar is, is heckling to get the training job to go to Jamaica and train them. But um, Anwar, is, his, his mum is a part of our church. He's in a care home now. But Betty's son, Anwar, is quite involved working for street passes. And it's now established here. It's been going on since just the beginning of the summer. Uh, early in this year, we, we kind of, uh, between the churches, got the ball rolling on this. Did a bit of a fast track to get it done in time for the summer. And that was going really, really well. And the first two Fridays, were there out, they just go out for five hours, just their presence, just to talk to young people, those who had a few too, jars, a few too many jars or, or worse. And uh, it's just about keeping the streets safe. Cheers, Vef. It's about keeping the streets safe. They're not policing the area. It's just making sure people are safe and if necessary, can phone their mum or dad, phone for a taxi, phone for an ambulance, whatever it might be. And uh, I know in the first two Fridays, antisocial behaviour incidents were zero. That was a marked difference that the police have made a point of mentioning. It was zero. Normally, on average, when they go out, even in Whitstable, they've done statistics. When the street passers go out, just by them being around, talking to these kids, whenever they go out, on average, antisocial behaviour incidents drop by 75%. It works. That's God's kingdom on the advance, isn't it? Adrian, do you want to come and share a little bit of uh, what you've been up to as a street pastor? Two minutes. Two. One thing I won't share is that I'm on the road, I arrange the rotor, and we're not going to go there. Don't go there. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry for those that probably heard this story before. Um, just the, on the first night that I went out as a street pastor, um, just as an example of some of the things that happened, and there's, um, the, God is really in this. It's not just um, people walking the streets. It's God. It's God. Um, we, we met a chap who was uh, very slightly... Worse for wear, let's say. Um, when, I, when I approached him, he was actually in the middle of the road. And I, I moved, we moved him off and we moved him away and we talked to him. And he'd obviously had a, you know, quite a, 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 a bad night. He'd had a, a lot, lot to drink, but he'd also been, there's been, there'd obviously been some altercation with some young people. Um, and those young people were still around and still trying to get involved. We moved him away from that situation. And then we were t- standing talking to, him, talking to him at the top of the high street by the Druid's Head pub. And you know, I don't know if you know the Druid's Head, it's a crossroads. And then there's the five of the street pastors were standing there talking to him. There was three talking to him and there was the two guys um, just standing wait, watching. And I'd come to the point where, okay, we've, we've managed to get him out of the situation, but what do I do now? No, I really, I, all I was to say, okay, God... I really need you in this now because I've got, I've got no idea what to do. Uh, I can't get, we couldn't get him any further. He wasn't, gonna, he wasn't having it. He wasn't going to be moved away. He just wanted to stand and almost wanted to go back and get involved again. Um, and we were standing there and I was standing and the other street passers were watching. And then suddenly two police officers turned up. Now, we were standing on a street corner where we could see the street that way. We could see the street that way. We could see the street. We could see the street behind us. Everybody could see what was going. There was no way those police officers were there, and they just turned up. Literally, they were just there, and they took control of the situation, and everything was fine. Took him, I assume they took him home because they t- went and walked off to the str- after the, after the, their car. So it's just God is really in this. God is the head of this this um, initiative. Mm. 
And if you're interested in getting to, involved in it, please come and see me, come and see... T- and any of the other ones, that are pe- people that are uh, involved. Wave, street pastors, wave. You've got a few, look. And prayer, prayer pastors. pastors. Well, absolutely, yeah. Um, it, it's never too late to get involved. We're going to need lots more people. There are 25 people who go out on the streets um, of a, on a five-weekly uh, kind of rotor. Um, and I would encourage you to get involved if you want to. Mm. Thank you, Adrian. Brilliant. Street passes is a great initiative that God is clearly endorsing. And there is another that God has been endorsing is uh, Food Bank. We've been looking into a food bank. The conversation started probably 18 months, two years ago amongst us here, but it turns out others were already talking about it as well. Uh, food Bank started in Canterbury as Canterbury Food Bank. And it's a shame that the need is there. This is 2014, modern, modern UK, a rich country, and yet there are people below the breadline, literally, where because of, I know there, are, there is a benefit system, but there are people in crisis in between where they lose a job and benefits haven't come in. Uh, there, it does become an issue where, um, where they can be without money to buy food. And there, are, there have been children going to school in Herne Bay with just half a biscuit for breakfast because that's all that's in the cupboard, not because their parents are stingy or because they spent it on booze is the stereotype. Not at all. It's just they don't have the money for a period of weeks until other benefits kick in and so on and so forth. Various situations and, and there could be a whole number of reasons why they're in that. But there are people in crisis in this country in their thousands. Food banks are still on the rise. They're still opening up across the country because they're needed. And so it started in Canterbury a few years back. Our friend Chrissy Barr, who's part of a church over that way, Vineyard Church, see, she, she uh, really felt strongly on God that he wanted her to spearhead this. So she, she got it going with the whole team. They've been going well. They had, a, uh, God spoke to them about expanding it across the district. And at the same time, we and others in town were thinking we need a food bank here. So we looked into doing our own. But actually, the best way to do it was in tandem with them under the Canterbury Food Bank banner. So it's Canterbury District now, not just Canterbury City. And this is going on in Whitstable. It's going on here. And I've been trying to get out latest statistics. It's been difficult. They've been trying to catch up with their admins. It's difficult to catch up with their statistics. But even last year, 1,500 parcels were given out to families in need. Uh, just in the first quarter of this year, 800 were given out. So I just to think how much we've, we've given out since then. But thank you for all of you who fill up that yellow box and the yellow bin back at the Beacon Centre with food. If you want to know more about, oh, it's on the back of the bulletin, isn't, isn't it? A current list of stuff we need for food bank. It'll be really helpful. Thank you very much. But they've, they've had donations and they've been able to buy a brand new van as well to get all the food shipped about from depot to, to, uh, uh, to drop-off centres and so on. Uh, Joe works for Food Bank. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been up to? Go, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, you said the vast amount of it because basically it's people that are in between the benefit systems basically for different reasons um, there was one young lady who basically she was she had to flee domestic abuse and she also lost her job because of through stress of all, all the situation and everything and trying to get the um, benefits set up properly and all that seems to take a vast amount of time and uh, so she was absolutely desperate and she had kids and thankfully she found out through Sin's advice about the food bank and came along. And also she actually, was just, it was just a relief to actually be able to chat to people, she said, and stuff like that. It wasn't just the food issue alone. It's mm. also feeling of just not knowing what to do and uh, the food, obviously worrying about food basics. It's just like, and it just took this pressure off her. 
and being able to, and she also came back a few times even just to chat. There was another gentleman who was initially homeless and um, he's managed to get uh, somewhere to live. And uh, again, the benefit systems were mucking him up a bit. And uh, he came quite often with his dog as well. And we could provide a few tins for him, uh, the dog as well. And he just came for chats after he had been sorted out. And uh, it's just like a stepping stone for people who just really are desperate and for various reasons, um, not being able to get the basic money even just to uh, live and get by. And what I thought was fantastic also in the summer holidays and all the school holidays, they started a new scheme where children who normally would get a free school meal, um, we, were managed to, we were able to uh, link up with the primary schools and they were able to come and get the basics for like lunches for because uh, the school holidays are absolute nightmare, as you can imagine. And they were able to, several families came to actually pick up what would normally have a free school meal, managed to be able to get some food just to help them through the holidays, which is always a very trying time. Brilliant. Well done, Joe. Thank you very much. Thank you for all your hard work and everybody else who gets involved with Food Bank. It's a valuable thing. And, and so many people feel the shame of the situation they're in. And they're sometimes embarrassed to ask. And yet Food Bank helps meet that need in a sensitive way. I've got a, a quote from someone local. It's an anonymous quote from someone local. It says this. I approached your food bank and was given assistance in the form of essential food and emotional support. This support helped me avoid starvation and mental illness. I really like the way in which people like me were encouraged to sit at a table and talk to volunteers over a cup of tea rather than wait in a long queue and feel the stigma of a beggar. It's real life, isn't it? It's real life, and yet we as churches are able to meet the needs of people who are more needy than us. That's, that's God's command to us, to go and feed the poor, and this is one way of doing that in many ways, isn't it? So well done all. What else has been happening in our church and amongst the other churches? Relational mission is our family of churches within the New Frontiers banner. We've now become separate families within New Frontiers because it's getting so big, so unwieldy. We don't want to don't um, stagnate as an organisation. We need to move on as the church, and this is a new way of doing things. So our family of churches, we've now got 70, 80-odd churches, mostly across Eastern, Eastern England and Baltic states and some in Canada as well, across uh, mainland Europe. Um, we've got 70 or 80 churches within the New Frontiers banner, which is probably... I don't know, probably a thousand plus churches now altogether. This is our family of churches within that, led by Mike Betts and the team, who's based, he's based up in, uh, in East Anglia. And uh, we've had church plants over the couple, past couple of years that we've been praying for, and uh, the, the leaders have come and joined us um, for mornings to tell us what they're up to. There's uh, Roger and George Eaton have been in Lille for over a year now. People are joining them. People have moved to join them now. And there's, there's a momentum building for something fresh. They're ready to start something more significant that you come and look at rather than just a couple there praying for favour. God's answering those prayers now in a big way. And they've grown the church by another one because they've got another baby as well now. So they've got two kids now as well. But uh, that's uh, the Eatons and Lille, uh, plus the people who are joining them. There's Kevin Lydia Jones. Remember Kevin Lids? They came with the kids. Uh, Kevin Lydia and Jones are in Helsinki. They've been there for about a year now as well. It's about a year. And uh, they're doing really well people are looking for jobs to join them so it's happening already there are people already living over there who are now joining them in heart for the same vision as well and now and again you get a little photo of them on a Sunday morning in their lounge and there's now eight or nine of them not just the family in fact with kids there's probably more there's probably a good dozen or so it's starting to build it's really really exciting uh, and in fact in Helsinki 
This weekend, uh, Kev and others are help heading up a new conference, NEW, new, because it's talking about the new Europe is the Baltic states. It's called the new conference. They're going to take, take it in turns to have it in different places around the Baltic states. But this weekend, it's in Helsinki. And there's probably, I was trying to work out from the photos, I mean, you know, Hugh Pierce, who leads um, City Church Whitstable. Um, he's over there with some of the gang from there. And uh, a few other familiar faces. There's quite a few over there. It's pretty, I don't know how many were in that room. Dozens, dozens of people in that room for a small conference called the New Conference where they're just praying into these plants and future ones as well. It's quite exciting. We're growing. Frankfurt has just started. A guy called Simon Terry just earlier this year, his wife's from, from, from over there, and uh, she didn't want to move back to Germany. They've been over here for a while, got a young family. They're part of uh, Resurrection Church in Camden where Steph Liston leads, one of our churches. And he went out for a walk and he came back saying to his wife, I think God's telling us to move to Frankfurt to plant the church dreading telling her this because that's the last thing she wanted to hear. She said, yeah, I think you're right. And actually they're now already out in Frankfurt and things are starting to build there. So that's been quite a fast track for them. That happened about Easter time, I think, but um, they're now out there. So Frankfurt's starting. There are still plans for Brussels. Still a big fight for the people who are hoping to lead that church plant. A big fight for, uh, she's got growths that we need to keep praying for. She's receiving treatment and scans and stuff like that. But as soon as they decided to go out to Brussels, uh, this flared up and there's a battle on and we need to keep praying for them. The names of the Cernix. Please pray for the Cernix. Cernix? Cernix. Please pray for them. We also have Dover on the cards, somewhere a bit closer to home. Dover is on the cards. Um, there's uh, a, a few people, um, mostly based in Gateway Church, Ashford, our church where Graham Hall leads. People over there are now building plans for planting into Dover. We know a few of them. It's, it's a good handful now. Again, momentum's building. The most significant method of sharing the gospel isn't just giving people books and evangelism and telling them to talk to their friends that is important it isn't just building massive churches although sometimes that is important the most significant method of, of building the church of seeing more people getting saved and added into god's family is church planting lots of church planting and that's something that's on our heart for beacon in the future to be planting churches or certainly to be significantly involved in planting churches it works because it's down on the ground, real nitty-gritty life, people sharing lives, and people seeing Jesus at work in their lives and wanting to know more. It works. And so we've got lots of church plants on the books that we're planning. Also within Relational Mission, we have an initiative called Pathways from Poverty. The idea that is you don't just give a man, to, is it you give a man a fish and a leap for a day, teach him to fish, and he'll live for a lifetime, or whatever however the quote goes. It's teaching people how to stand on their own two feet in God's favour, not just give them food. Food bank's a different issue, that's, that's different. But pathways from poverty, particularly in Africa, but also across Europe as well, people in need, helping them establish themselves in a lifestyle where they can have a living wage, have somewhere to, somewhere to live, have food coming in, provide for their family, and share that expertise on. And so pathways from poverty, Christmas last year, we raised 45,000 plus, and that all went to, um, to new, a new national nation, what's it called? New Nation School, Ghana, where 500 kids are, because education is a whole other ballgame out there, isn't it? 500 kids go to this school that John Peepee um, has uh, influence in, and they built a whole new upper story for them. And so these kids have got education provided for them. They have to, actually, their families have to pay a little bit towards it to pay for books and stuff like that, but they're able to do that. But this provided the facility for that. And there's new plans for what this Christmas's offering will, will uh, provide for. We've done all sorts. There's been... Uh, seeds have been sent out to Eastern Europe for people to give free seeds for them to then plant and make a crop. There's been all sorts of different things. Uh, fish farms for people in Africa and so on. Lots of things going on. That's Pathways from Poverty. It's doing really well. 
We had our leadership conference in May, and um, that was a really good time. We all came back a bit buzzing, didn't we? And uh, really exciting just to realise what God's doing amongst us as a family of churches. It's not just about Beacon. We're part of something even bigger, which is really exciting. We had a, uh, a, an offering then where we raised £50,000, and, and they're making plans on what, what to spend that on and how best to steward that money. But God's providing a lot of money amongst us and what we can do across our churches as well. And one more thing is Word Plus that I already mentioned this morning, the Word Plus course. Things like that, plus the Apologetics Day, gradually amongst us as a cluster of churches. We are officially in a cluster in East Kent with Faversham, Ashford, Maystone and Thanet. And, uh, and we're, we're looking into what we can do, uh, particularly next year and the year after, in terms of what giftings we have within our churches, what we can share amongst us, people with the gifts of you know, being evangelist and prophetic giftings and teaching gifts like with Word Plus, you know, teaching us doctrine and so on. Share that across the board so we don't have to look around and just go, oh, we're a small church, we don't have that many good teachers or prophets, but oh well, we'll bumble along in the corner. No, they can help us. But also we do have stuff here that we can share with them and that's what we're talking about, how we can share our giftings across the body of churches. So that's relational mission. Now, we're going to start looking through to the future before we worship our king we've had prophecies and i love the fact we've had prophecies we are a charismatic church we practice the gifts of the spirit we believe they are for today as well as for 2000 years ago and we believe god speaks to us we try and do that wisely we weigh that up between us and we want to we want to weigh up god's words soberly we, we don't want to be flippant with this but we do believe god spoke to us about a bigger plant pot and here we are we also believe god spoke to us about babies do you remember this time last year, again, Ben Goodman, the guy from America I mentioned earlier, about stepping across the Jordan. Ben Goodman came and shared the story of Hannah, who was barren, who didn't have a baby, and yet her husband's other wife was popping them out here, there, and everywhere, in her face. And she could see what she didn't have. She could also see the mess and the noise and the sleepless nights that babies bring, but she still wanted one. And she asked God for one, and he gave her one. It turned out to be the prophet Samuel. And Ben Goodman's challenge to us was, do you want babies? Knowing the mess it will bring. Knowing the difficulties and the pastoral issues and people who come who get right up your nose because they really, they're a certain kind of person that you don't get on with, but they're now part of your church. Are you excited about that? We're all different, aren't we? I'll probably get up your nose, I'm sure I do. But he's saying, knowing the mess and the sleepless nights, do you want babies? And very, very quickly, straight after, lots of you came to me and go, yeah, we do. We do, and we believe God can provide that. And now we're just trying to work out what that looks like, but already we're growing. There is, a, there is life in this place, isn't there? And we're just excited for what, what God will bring and what those babies will look like. I trust there will be church plants. I trust their salvation is in the house. People are getting saved and get to know Jesus for the first time this year. All kinds of different babies, and it's exciting. We love babies, and we want more. And so we're just going to keep praying into that and see what God does and trust that we'll be able to look after them and parent them well as well. Also, there was one more prophecy that I mentioned. There have been others, but there was one when Pete Pembethy, Pete and Fran Pembethy came in March. Do you remember? I spent a weekend with us. And Pete said, I see the word miracles over you. And uh, we got quite excited about that, didn't we? Who thought of healing straight away? That's normally what springs to mind, isn't it? We've got to be careful. It is about healings, but it's not just about healings. It's all about turn, turns, turns of events. It's about money that turns up when it shouldn't. And uh, it's, miracles is all sorts of things. 
Police turning up when they shouldn't have been there in the first place. These are, these, are, these are God's interventions, miracles, and we expect to see more of those. But I would just ask one question. Do we want miracles to happen amongst us so it vindicates us amongst our friends? See, my God's the right one. So I can see this in my heart sometimes. I want miracles to happen in my life so I can, I've got the stories to tell. That's not why I should be asking for them. I want miracles in my life so I can prove to my friends, see there's a real God who's supernatural, who does amazing stuff. And now you see that and you can't explain it, so he must be true, so come and be a Christian. I sense that in me sometimes and I need to be careful. I can't ask for miracles for that reason because that's fear of man, that's not trusting that God can do what he will in their heart anyway. Every one of us is a miracle because we're saved in the first place. Don't forget that. But just ask, are we asking for miracles so we are vindicated in Herne Bay as having got it right? Or are we asking for miracles because we want to see God breaking in to a broken world, to broken lives, transforming lives, saving souls? That needs to be our prayer, doesn't it? That needs to be why we ask for miracles. So keep praying for them, keep expecting them because he's a good God who intervenes. And on we roll. We're going to sing in a sec, but I'm going to do a little experiment. We've got a lot coming on in the next 12 months. We've got gift day in a couple of weeks' time. We're expecting, hoping to raise 15,000 as a target. It's a lot for us as a church. But we trust that is the figure we need to know if God is asking us to step out in faith now and releasing me full-time. And we can do more things as well on the back of that. And um, there's a lot going on next year. Do you know what next year represents in Beacon? Margaret knows. 20 years. 20 years old. Yeah, we're going to have an anniversary. May the 13th, 2015, we will be 20 years old. We're going to do something special. So we have little plans bubbling away. We're thinking about a weekend away, a party, all sorts. We will let you know once we have decided what's happening. We have ideas of what we could do with the school next summer. I think a week's kids' summer school will be too, or summer club will be too much for us at the moment, but maybe we could do a day, a day's event where kids come and join us for a longer day and we do it with a bang and just give them a really good time in the summer. I don't know, but there's things we can talk to the school about. Uh, Christianity Unwrapped it's a bit like Alpha but different it is but it isn't that's the course we like to do with Coffee and Chaos at some point and uh, straight in the back of Coffee and Chaos provide someone's already offered to provide childcare we just ask someone to provide some sandwiches and we'll sit down straight after Coffee and Chaos anyone who wants to stay and we'll talk about what's going on in the world and who the answer to that is so the things like that we've got lots of things bubbling away but I just want to do a little experiment based on Psalm 136 Julian do you mind coming just to play one of your little Barry Manilow moments. <laughs> Not Barry Manilow. Don't do Barry Manilow. <laughs> Thank you very much. Psalm 136 was designed for public worship. And there is a refrain in there, isn't there? His love endures forever. And we sing the song, Give thanks to the Lord our God and King. And we sing that as a refrain. Some of us sing the next part to each other, don't we? And this was designed for public worship. It's known as the Great Hallel, the Great Praise by the Jewish people. It was especially sung at the Passover, one of the feasts I mentioned earlier. And we see it to be sung by the people at the dedication of Solomon's Temple in 2 Corinthians 7. It's the, it's, it's the song they sung. But it's also at the festival since then. They sing this great praise. It's where they remind us of, do you remember what God has done? His love endures forever. Remember when he did this and when he did that, his love endures forever. And... I think we could do our own version. Would you like to stand? You've got four words to remember. 
is your line. His love endures forever. I think you're okay with that? All together, his love endures forever. We're going to go through a few of these before we start singing. And I'm going to read out our own version of Psalm 136 for Beacon. And with each line, I'll give you the wink and you go, his love endures forever. Here we go. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the King of Nations. Give thanks to the God who has not given up on our land. Or on Herm Bay. Hallelujah. For he is still building his church. And his kingdom is advancing. Yes, it does. Give thanks for this school. For the new friends we've made. Give thanks for our growing church family. For salvation in this place. For the taste of healing. We have seen some. That more may come in greater measure. For our street pastors promoting a safer home bay. For our food bank helping people in crisis. Nearly there. For our wider church family in the UK and beyond. For his promises over us. For promised babies and miracles. For his faithfulness as we step forward in trust. Let's worship.